teamwork and team is, is about everything in motorsports. It's all about being bonded together and working together as a close group, as a family, to get the best out of everyone. Porsche have entered the championship because they want to be on the top step, because they want to win. That's the reason why we're doing these jobs now. There's only one goal, get there as quick as we can. This is Inside E, the Porsche Formula E podcast. Hello and welcome to Inside E, the latest Porsche Formula E podcast, as we go behind the scenes and give you an exclusive insight into the team and Porsche. So who are we speaking to this time? Well, I'm delighted to be joined by not one, but two very special guests. Fabrice Roussel, race engineer for André Lotterer, and Carl wilson Clark who's race engineer for Neil Jani. Welcome, Fabrice. Good morning, Sam. Thank you very much for having us today. It's a pleasure to be there with you. And a warm welcome to you too, Carl. Hi there. Yeah, lovely to join you today. So, Carl, if I can start with you, what made you decide to work in motorsport in the first place? I was always certainly drawn um, to engineering, I'd say, from a very young age. I, I was always very good at numbers, physics, that kind of thing when kind of growing up and studying and engineering, specifically mechanical engineering was something that I, I gelled with very naturally. And yeah, so I think in terms of engineering standpoint, that was the direction I took. And then as that kind of developed, I knew it was always cars. I mean, I, I always had a passion for, for automotive, um, whether it was driving, getting behind a wheel, I was always very passionate for four wheels. Um, so it kind of naturally developed into motorsport, really. And as I went through my university degree, I was kind of focusing more and more on, on motorsport itself, trying to get experience. And ultimately, that's the, the direction I took doing my, my two degrees and a postgraduate uh, with motorsport engineering. And Fabrice, perhaps I can pose a question to you. What's your story? Well, um, it was basically uh, my childhood dream to, to work into motorsport. I'm, I grew up near a racetrack, so I remember when I was a kid, I could, I could hear the noise of the engine of the race car around the track, and I was so close that I could even um, say when uh, the car was in a specific corner. So um, that's how my passion developed, and uh, that was a clear target from the very beginning. So I did everything I could to, uh, to make it happen. Very simple. Now, Fabrice, you joined Porsche back in September 2019, having worked in several race engineering roles beforehand. But perhaps you can give our listeners an insight into your career so far. Well, um, I would say my career was um, very similar to uh, what a young driver will do. So starting with um, junior single-seaters formula um, out of uni and then uh, climbing the, the later steps, I would say. And then at some point, I, I was bored with um, single-seater. So I decided to move on uh, endurance racing, um, racing in LMP2 and LMP1 for quite a few times. And um, during that time, I started to uh, be involved in Formula E from the very beginning. 
and um, step by step Formula E became more and more important and um, I made the complete switch to Formula E and focus only on, on this. Um, I've been doing Formula E since season two, so that's my uh, fifth season in a row now um, into the series. And yeah, as you said, I've joined Porsche uh, recently uh, trying to uh, be part of uh, the successful Porsche Motorsport history in this new championship. Now, Carl, you've been with Porsche since 2015. Tell us a little bit about your journey during that time, because, of course, a lot of that time was all about LMP1 days. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I was very lucky to be asked to join the team at the beginning of uh, 2015, as you say. That was the second year uh, for the team in the WC Championship. Um, And, yeah, I was lucky enough to come straight in as race engineer. I was looking after Brendan uh, Hartley, Mark Webber, and Timo Bernard uh, on the number 17 car back in 2015. Um, we won the WC Championship. Um, so my first year with, with Porsche was to win the championship, which was fantastic. Yeah, then we did a total of three years. Well, I did a total of three years running one of the cars there. Won the championship again in 2017. And uh, this time won Le Mans as well, which was kind of another massive milestone for myself personally. Uh, my second Le Mans victory uh, of a car that I was race engineering, but I was lucky enough to to swap from one manufacturer that had been doing very well in the WEC to to another right at the kind of critical time and was with, with the leading manufacturer for something like eight years in a row. So, uh, yeah, very lucky with timing and very, yeah, very pleased to have done that at the time. Yeah, it was a fantastic journey. Learned a lot of things with such a big, big team. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to come into a team that was already partly established and, and set up and yeah just seeing how it worked and how it was very different to where I'd come from in the past. Fabrice when we think about Porsche it's such an iconic sporting brand uh, with so much motorsport heritage and success so what does it mean for you to work for Porsche at this time in your career? Well, it's uh, basically um, an honor, you know, when you, you're a kid and you, you dream about working in, in motorsport, there is there is quite a few brands uh, that you want to work for. And this brand, you can uh, count them on um, one hand fingers. Um, and Porsche is definitely on top of this list. So um, I would say is is not an achievement, but it's an honor and a privilege um, to be involved with um, such, um, such a brand which has such an history into motorsport as well. Um, so, yeah, privilege and honour is the word that came to my mind. And Carl, what does it mean to you to now be part of Porsche's journey in Formula E, which is another significant milestone? Yeah, indeed. I mean, I feel very privileged. Um, I was basically one of the first track engineers uh, on the Formula E programme uh, when the LMP1 program finished at the end of 2017 i basically started working with some of the software designers uh defining how we wanted to um start the program and that then went into how we wanted to go testing so i was involved from a very very early stage and actually before we hit racing you know it's almost two two years working on the program so very different to how i approached and was involved and introduced to the wc program where i came into an established uh an established team Uh, Here as one of the first few to to start to set it up and kind of cherry pick the best of the best and and push the program forward. And it was very interesting and really, really 
exciting setting something up from from scratch in this aspect, which, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that side of things. Now, Carl, you've already worked with Neil Sharney during the LMP1 era, but now you are, of course, his race engineer with the Formula E project. So perhaps you can give us an insight into your job. Yeah, so I did work with Neil um, in the LMP1 times. We were obviously part of the same team, the WC team. However, um, I, he was never—I was never his race engineer. So that was one kind of big thing. That whilst I had a good idea how uh, Neil operated, he worked. It was—it uh, was a task certainly to come from an endurance car where you're sharing the car with three or two other drivers, and always having a compromise, to then working with one driver, one one race engineer to to try and get the the best out of your car. So. That's certainly something different compared to how it worked in the past. And yeah, what what is my job? I mean, it's quite a wide, uh, quite a wide topic. I mean, certainly it's it's the main point of contact for the driver. So, the race engineer is is the one person that the driver is constantly in communication with, whether it's at the racetrack, uh, whether it's at the simulator, um, at home. He's he's the point of contact. So when he when he has questions towards the team, when he wants to understand what's happening, how he can further develop, it's always. Uh, through the race engineer and the race engineer is also the guy who's translating engineering talk into a driver language as well you can put it that way so making sure it's understandable as possible and yeah we're kind of marrying the two worlds up of of driver um, the human aspect to to the engineering side and that obviously covers a, a wide range of subjects Fabrice, you've worked as Andre Lotterer's race engineer before you, in fact, joined Porsche. So what does a typical day in the office look like? Well, I would say this is the, the beauty of our job somehow is there is no one day like another. And we have um, a wide range of offices. Um, the track is our office, the simulator is our office, and then we have our normal, I would say, office, which is home office all days. And none of the days um, looks like any other. Um, most of the time is a lot of uh, brainstorming and communication between the drivers and the other support engineers as well, all the experts, just bouncing ideas, uh, discussing topics and um, stuff like that. But it's not like you have a typical day you go through. It's it's always different, and that's probably why we love it. Fabrice, when we think about Formula E, it's not like a traditional motorsport series, having a one-day format and racetracks within city centres, to name just two differences. But what does a race weekend schedule look like? It is. Um, and by race weekend, we actually um, mean a lot more days. Uh, we usually arrive at the track on the Wednesday. Um, and as you know, also Formula E is operating on a very tight amount of um, staff. So everyone is on end to build up the garages, get the freight out, prepare the car. The car. Uh, one big specific in Formula E is the car never go back to our workshop facilities. So um, all the maintenance work, everything happened actually at the racetrack, which means that Wednesday to Thursday is fairly, fairly busy. Uh, typical Friday morning, we have the FIA inspection for safety and also uh, technical compliance with homologation and regulation. Uh, track work with the drivers and all the engineers. We always go as a, a big group there. Friday afternoon, check done. And uh, then we have a busy evening that um, ends hard at uh, 11 p.m. There is a curfew. And on to Saturday, where we have the actual race day with uh, the two free practice qualifying and, and 
race and basically uh, usually this day flies a lot quicker than all the other days of the week, but they all go very, very fast. It's very compact. It's a very, very intense schedule. But Kyle, how is race engineering within Formula E compared to other racing series you've been involved with? Well, there are certainly many similarities. As you can imagine, certain things looking after the driver and so on. So just really focusing on how things are different. I mean, the the biggest thing I would say is the the one-day format, um, as Fabrice has already touched on slightly. Um, But another thing is um, the energy management and the power management. I'd say that's quite different as well. Um, I don't think there are really any other championships where you go from qualifying with a certain amount of power, 250 kilowatts an hour in our category. You have one lap to put put to put your qualifying lap in and the next thing you're doing is 200 kilowatts saving energy so different power level it's a very different strategy um, the way you drive a car is very different as well so maximizing a one lap performance to make sure you qualify really well to then have a good race so it's yeah race engineering in terms of getting the car to behave really well on different power levels push laps save laps yeah and getting the best out of the drivers is key to, to having a a good result. I mean, any one slip up throughout the whole day and you're on the back foot and inevitably you never you never recover that. So Fabrice, in the context of Formula E, what would you say is the most important quality in your job? As we touch on it, Kyle and myself, um, Formula E is a really uh, time pressurised event. So I would say staying calm and relaxed, whatever the situation you have to deal with is, is quite key. You have to stay in control with the situation to try to get the most out of it because you need to go from one session to another in a very short period of time. So you need to be in full control of the situation, uh, controlling the crew, controlling the engineers, controlling the drivers. Um, and yeah, be there to do your role coordinating everything. Carl, I'd like to pose the question to you what you think is the most important tool in your job in Formula E? Um, I'd say generally in, in Formula E, I think just simulation. Um, that's the most powerful tool because like we said, we've got such a limited amount of time um, at the track to, to get a good result. But to be more specific on that, I'd say the actual driving simulator itself, it's a tool that is powerful for the driver to learn how to how to get the most out of the car it's a it's a powerful tool for the engineers as well to understand how to program it to make sure we turn up to the racetrack um, with everything fully sorted all the box checked to make sure that we're ready to roll as it were and it's a chance that we can simulate races simulate qualifying um, test basically driver and engineer uh, to the most realistic way possible before we before we get to the track so, yeah, certainly the simulator is the most powerful tool that, that the race engineers use. Fabrice, we've already gone into the fact that it, it's a very small, compact team in Formula E. But perhaps you can give me an insight into how many engineers are working with you at a race in the background. Well, um, not a lot, actually. Um, so Formula E is operating a strict 20 operating people rules and i would say on these 20 we may have 
maximum 10 engineers um, working. So there is two engineers per car. So Kyle and myself as race engineer, and we have um, one performance engineer, uh, Vincenzo and Alexander on each car. And then I think we have six, I would say, central engineer working across the two cars, uh, which includes also Malte, which is our technical leader. So who is dealing more with high level topic at the racetrack. So yeah nine to ten engineers only, which is not a lot uh, compared to the complexity of those cars. So, Carl, when it comes to race weekends, who are you most in contact with at the racetrack? I guess it's the driver. Yeah, definitely we're in huge contact with the driver the whole time. Um, but actually in Formula E, they're, they're off quite a lot of the time. They've got a lot of media activities to do. So when they're not around, then I'm in direct contact with Vincenzo, who's uh, the performance engineer on, on our car. We're constantly di- in, in dialogue to, to make sure we get the best out of the car, making sure we understand that Neil's doing the best he can, uh, comparing to other drivers, making sure everything's as sorted as it can be. But then when things aren't as smooth, then certainly you have to work your way down the train and working with some of the central engineers as well. Hopefully, if everything's going smoothly, it all kind of runs and we're just executing cleanly. And in that case, it's just mainly working with my performance engineer and driver. Now, Fabrice, we've mentioned that you and Andre have worked together for some years. And I guess the relationship with the driver is absolutely everything and pivotal for success. You know their highs, you know their lows, you know the way they work. Yes, indeed. It's um, quite critical, actually, um, for two main reasons. The first one is communication. Um, again, the time is very uh, limited. Um, Kyle mentioned that they have a lot of media activity, so we are not talking to them long uh, during the days. So you need to understand each other to have a mutual understanding um, so you can speed up and ease that process and make sure you get everything out of that short time you have to talk with your driver. The second thing also is the trust. I need to trust him and he need to trust me. Um, it works both ways. Uh, reason is, I mean, especially when you deal with a driver like Andre or Neil, who are um, extremely experienced, when they give you a feedback, they always have an idea in the back of their head and they try to steer your judgment towards something. And um, sometimes you go in that direction and sometimes you will propose them a plan which is completely different and they need to fully trust you to accept that plan because if they don't bond to the plan, they will not be able to execute it as good as if they actually bond to the plan. So the trust and the communication is a lot help when you um, know the driver very well. Carl, you previously mentioned uh, in the chat that Obviously, you knew Neil in the context of LMP1 days. Does it help knowing somebody, especially when you're starting a project from scratch like Formula E? Yeah, certainly. I worked with Neil, like I mentioned before, not really on my car or on the car's engineering in LMP times, but obviously I knew him very well. So actually, we had to start from a very base level in some ways, something that Fabrice has just touched on in terms of communication and in terms of trust is something we had to really develop. Um, Obviously, in terms of understanding each other's technical ability, that was already established because we'd been involved with uh, meetings in terms of debriefs in the LMP1 times. But certainly when it comes to more one-on-one handling with each other, communicating with each other on the radio uh, during stressful environment, that had to be developed 
And that's where things like the simulator are good, obviously testing as well, but nothing quite beats uh, doing it in anger at a racetrack. And yeah, having had those few races we've had so far this season has been a, a steep learning curve for that. So Fabrice, Andre and you bring Formula E experience to the team, but besides experience, what would you say is the key to success in this series? I would say there is um, two things. The very first one is preparation. Kyle touched a bit on simulation topic, and that's uh, critical in Formula E. You're basically trying to prepare uh, and plan the unexpected in such a way that if the unexpected actually happen at the racetrack, you're ready. Uh, the driver are trained and also the engineers back in the garage are trained because the level of assistance the driver needs uh, in the race car uh, from the garage is huge compared to uh, other series like in LMP1 where a lot were assisted, uh, embedded in the car. That's not the case in Formula E. Everything is manually. So uh, preparation is key for um, the team in the garage and the driver. Um, the second thing I would say is thinking out of the box. Formula E is pretty much a software-based series, which means that um, the field of possibilities is extremely wide. And if you try to think conventional motorsport, you feel um, quickly limited. So you really need to uh, reestablish um, a sort of um, engineering open-mindedness, I would say, to try to think out of the box from what you get got used to do for 10 or 15 years or more for some of us. Um, and preparing new uh, ideas all the time. Now, Carl, as we've mentioned, this is Porsche's debut season in the series, as well as for Neil and yourself. What would you say are the key learnings so far? Certainly, preparation is key. Um, you, you have such a short time to execute um, your race weekend or race day that if you turn up underprepared or not having thought about various scenarios, there's there's no chance to recover from that. So you really have to come in prepared and not prepared just to execute in one way, but pre prepared to react to your changing environment because there's such a, a wide variety of scenarios that you have to cover. I mean, when we first roll out uh, for free practice, one, the track temperature is cold, the track is dirty. It's nothing like what you will have during qualifying or the race. Then you go to free practice too, having had such a short time to fix any potential issues, which may no longer be an issue if the track has changed so drastically. So I think remaining calm, um, reacting to certain things, but knowing when to react and when to um, kind of ho hold base, as it were, that you're not changing things because you're unsure. You know, you kind of need to have a good idea what's going to happen, even even though the chain, that the scenario is changing quite a lot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. You, you want to be prepared. You want to make changes, but equally you can't lose yourself as well um, because it's such a fast-changing dynamic, dynamic scenario. So, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you both, what would you say has been the highlight? If I ask Fabrice you first, it's got to be, surely, Andre's podium. Yes, of course, it was um, a big um, relief, I would say, um, doing that podium so quickly into the um, into the season. So that was definitely high. Uh, the pole position in Mexico is also um, one of the highlights of the season. 
However, I'm naturally someone who um, tends to look at uh, what we did not do well rather than what we did well. Uh, and this just in a process to try to improve. So I will say there were eyes, but um, I cannot say they are really, really highlight because I will see only um, what we could have done better there. And that's, I think that's all we, um, you know, we keep progressing. We, we stay on our toes, we stay hungry in, in, doing, in doing more. So I think as engineers, you never really pick highlights. Um, you just, yeah, look, the result is good for the championship. Yes, okay, let's move on what we could have done better. And would you endorse that, Carl? No, I do agree, yes, in some ways. I mean, certainly having been involved from an earlier stage, it's a big relief when you see the car on the podium and, you know, you, you taste the champagne there a little bit because you've put many, many months of hard work in. And actually, until you roll out against uh, your competition, you've got no idea really how well you're faring. I mean, when we were doing all of the testing, when we were doing all of the development phase, the, the design phase, there were always those little questions in your mind that were we making the right decision? Were we testing things the right way, having never been to a race? At this point, Fabrice hadn't joined us. We didn't have a single person that had been uh, doing Formula E. So we were doing everything from a white sheet of paper. So a lot of the decisions we were making were based upon how we expected things to go um, and what we thought would be the right way because we'd not done it before. So certainly, as, as you mentioned, those, those highlights there reinforced all that hard work. The decisions we made in, in the program at a very early stage were correct. They were the right decision. And certainly it's a big relief. Uh, as Fabrice says, now we've had that, now you've got that smell of success. You now need to, to really move on with that, um, fix your mistakes, continue to find weak links uh, and, and, and yeah, push forward and improve. And yeah, unfortunately right now we're not getting a chance to do that. We we're all sat at home trying to work the best we can, but yeah, we're not racing at the moment. Now, we've mentioned you know the drivers so well, but is there a funny story or something you've experienced that you can share with our listeners on Inside E? Fabrice, if I can start with you and specifically Andre. Yes, I can I can try to find one. I mean, there is um, a lot which I won't say here. Obviously, I will keep them secret for, for Andre and myself. But, um, well... Let's say Andre and I have, let's say, a passion for, for food and, and, and good food, good products, right? And we were talking, I remember once, um, about Iberico, Serrano, Pata Negra, Ham, um, quite a lot. And a few weeks later, Andre had to go to Spain for, for, for one day, a promotional event, or I can't remember uh, why exactly. And so he left the office, we are in the simulator, he left the office just for one day, came back a day later. And when he arrived, uh, he arrived with like a big piece of um, Iberico ham, like the pork leg, literally. And say, yeah, it was a good deal in duty-free. I say, hold on, you bought it in duty-free? Yeah, yeah, it was a really good deal. I say, so you end carried that into the plane? Ah, yeah, people look at me very, very weirdly. And so I had <laughs> then this big piece of pork leg on my office, on my desk for, for weeks. And we were eating it on, on the time to tie. That was, um, yeah, that was a funny one. Oh, that's a great story, Fabrice. I can just imagine Andre walking with uh, that uh, leg of uh, ham there through the airport. Very, very good. And what about you, Carl? Have you got a good story for us? Like I say, we, we don't get involved so much uh, away from the racetrack, but certainly I think 
in in the build up year to to Formula E when um, we had the LMP1 car, the, um, the kind of the development mule trying to make the LMP1 car as fast as possible. Um, when Neil was driving around Spa, I think it was a fantastic moment. I mean, the, the lap record he put in there and the, the pace he was, he, he, yeah, he, he managed to ring out of the car was pretty incredible. I, I remember talking to him about it and the amount of extreme uh, forces your body's going through. So, I think more a case of something like that than uh, than away from the racetrack. Yes, that was definitely a momentous day. Gents, I'd like to talk to you about your roles, but how do race engineers work together? Well, we, we do work extremely um, closely closely together. Um, I think all days, obviously, with, with um, home office, um, probably on the phone four or five times a day. Uh, every day uh, with Sky, it's about um, sharing the duties between between the two of us. Obviously, because the work of uh, one benefit to uh, to the others, uh, everything is shared in the team, as you as you may imagine. But it's also simple simple stuff like just bouncing ideas around. You're working on something, and you you need someone to bounce idea uh, against, so he can um, steer you in uh, confirm you steering in the right direction or steer you uh, in another direction. So it's kind of yeah permanent contact either on the phone or even on the chat messaging system um, we do have constantly. So Carl, do you therefore share all information with each other? Yeah, certainly. Um, between us, there's there's nothing held. There's no secrecy of information. And that's very much the, the, the philosophy that we'd always had in the LMP1 programme. Um, and with most of, the, most of the guys carrying forward from that, that's certainly what we try and push forward as a general team ethic it's it's you know there's no point one person trying to think they hold all about hold the hold all the eggs and it's one of those things that the, the team is only going to be good and successful if everyone's pulling in the same direction and everyone's working together and that means that you share absolutely everything um if one person's made a mistake you need to make sure the other person learns from it there's no need for for them to make the same mistake again because then you're not developing as a team so, yeah, certainly everything's shared. Um, and, yeah, we, we talk openly. Um, if a mistake is made on one car, we it's not to point fingers. It's to make sure the whole team learns from it. And we, we take a, a step forward. And certainly in our first year, uh, making mistakes and, and understanding that and moving forward is the best way, best way forward indeed. Fabrice, Carl was talking there about the importance of teamwork and it's something I'd like to talk to you about in terms of what is very unique to Porsche and the Porsche family. That exactly the word that you you picked up, uh, family, and that makes um, the big difference. Um, it means everything and at all levels. And um, yeah, I did um, personally feel it um, quite recently, actually. Um, I had to uh, skip a couple of races um, for personal reason i got an injury and i could not travel and i i, I felt immediately the world support from from everyone uh, in the team from from um the mechanics to to the board members uh and that was um quite something and um 
yeah, teamwork and team is, is about everything in motorsport. And um, it's not just about the driver. The driver is actually the last one to play a partition, but they have been an orchestra conductor and a lot of musicians to help him get there to have that partition to play. So uh, if you remove one um, person from, from this team, the whole team is weaker and the result will be uh, a lot worse. So it's, it's all about being bonded together and working together as a close group, as a family. Um, to get the best out of everyone and to support everyone. Carl, you've been with Porsche for some years now and that Porsche family element is something very, very special. Yes, definitely. I mean, I've certainly enjoyed it. Um, it's, yeah, it's, whilst it's only a small group of people now, you do feel that sense even more compared to the LMP1 programme. There, there were far more people, um, more drivers, more engineers, more mechanics um, coming now to a smaller program with Formula E with only the 20 people on track. You're, you're traveling a lot together. You're doing all the testing. It does really feel like a family. We, we spend just as much time together than we do actually with our own family, apart from the current period we're in now. Uh, we were joking earlier on about actually this is the longest time I've spent at home in my last 10 years of motorsport. So it kind of gives you an idea as to how much time we spend traveling. And lucky enough, we all get on really well, because if you didn't, it'd be a very difficult time. Well, finally, I'd like to pose the question to you both about what ultimately is the ultimate goal. Fabrice, if I can start with you. Well, that's an easy one, winning driver and uh, team championship. And what about you, Kyle? Yeah, exactly. There's there's not much else to say apart from that. Uh, we all do this job because we, we want to win. Um, Porsche have entered the championship because they want to be on the top step, because they want to win. And um, that's the reason why we're doing these jobs now. So, yeah, there's only one goal um, and get there as quick as we can. Well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today to give an insight into your role. So many thanks for joining me on Inside E. Thank you very much, Sam. It was a pleasure. Thank you very much. It was lovely. If you'd like more information, follow Porsche Formula E on Twitter and Instagram or visit the Porsche Newsroom. See you next time. Inside E, Porsche Formula E podcast. podcast.